0: So for the past couple of weeks, I've been listening to a ridiculous amount of podcasts, literally maybe five to eight shows every day and like literally a couple episodes for each show. So it's been just a ton of content I've listened to. And obviously for years, since 2015, I've been working with podcasters. The funny thing is I've just really learned what the problem is for most shows. And I can really identify it really fast. Like it doesn't take a lot for me to understand what the problem is and where a solution is. I've really learned that most podcasters just don't have strategy. And what I mean by that is it's not a game plan. I find that most shows, when they're recording, producing content, it's just winging it. It's no real plan or structure. There's no real path. And if you think about it, that's why the content isn't all that great. And then when we look at marketing, that's why most marketing for most shows just isn't all that effective. And then obviously, if you don't have great content, if you're not marketing, monetizing is going to be very hard. So today I want to get into really a five-step process to podcast like a pro. In my journey of podcasting, I've been able to work with some amazing hosts, some amazing shows, amazing teams. And sometimes it's a lot of behind the scenes work. And what I love about my journey is I didn't get paid for everything I did, but every step of the way, I learned something different that's been just invaluable in this process, like just so valuable, so useful. So I want to break down what that process looks like and how you can execute to be a better podcaster and talk about some of the tools you might need, some of the strategies and everything in between. So let's get started. So the first thing you got to get better at is your ideas and your planning. How do you get inspired to make a podcast episode? And this goes for shows that are interview focused, that are solo content like mine. If you're doing one of those kind of story shows where it's like fiction and you have a whole story outline and everything, how do you get inspired for that episode? And I think part of that too is research. It should be to really see if there's something your audience wants. I think a lot of times we produce and we create content based on what we want, what we like, what we're excited about. Sometimes that's a good thing, because if you're inspired, and you're excited, you can give that energy to other people. It's something that I've done. But other times you end up making stuff that people just don't really care about. To be honest, that's a big issue that I see a lot in the podcasting spaces. People will get an idea to make an episode and they just go and record. It's, and then another bad thing about that is if you have a co-host that you work with, you're inspired to make this episode and they're not. So now when you sit down to record, there's no plan or anything. People didn't say they wanted this. You just are like, I want to talk about this thing. So let's talk about it. I think that slows you down from having better content. One of the main things that tells you if your content is going to be good or not is if it's something people want. How do you know people want? You literally ask them, literally just ask them. And the funny thing about asking people what they want is they will literally tell you. Now, granted, you can't go to every person and say, hey, do you want to learn about this and make it a yes or no thing? I'm not saying that. But you give them options. Hey, do you want to learn about this thing or that thing? Boom, they're going to validate whether that content is good or not. If they say that they want to learn about the other thing and not the main thing you wanted to talk about, that lets you know that's what people care about. If you want to have a great show, you got to listen to the market. You just have to. I even think this is important for entertainment shows. If I had a pop culture show, I wouldn't just talk about every trending topic just because it's trending. Because trending doesn't mean that my audience wants to hear about it. That means everybody's talking about it. But does my audience really care? And if my audience doesn't care, the last thing I want to do is go and make a bunch of content about it and they just don't really give a damn. Because now I'm wasting my time. So ideas are first and validating those ideas with your audience is a big deal. Pro tip, this is why it's good to have one platform where you engage with your audience. Because if I'm on Twitter, and I want to get validation, I can make a poll. I can tag some of the people that have been on my show or tag some people that I want to be on the show. That's a very simple way to validate the idea to get more feedback from people. If I'm on Instagram, if that was my main platform for marketing my show, I could just post in my story. It's actually really easy when you think about it. I just think it needs to become a regular part of your content creation process is getting that validation from the audience. Now, once you get validation, you want to go into planning. Planning is especially important if you do interviews and if you have a co-host. For me, when I do these solo episodes, I have my potential planner that's literally right under my camera. So when I'm looking at it, you can't even tell. But when I do interviews, I like to be prepared for that. I want my guests to have questions. And even if they're not going to be the specific questions for the interview, I want them to be able to look at it before so they can have an overview of what the conversation is going to be about. Because then they may not want to jot down some notes and stuff like that. And that's perfect. That's preparation. I love that. If you have a co-host, you definitely got to have a plan because you don't want to start talking about something that they had planned to talk about later, or you don't want to bring up one of their key points of research. You don't want to run into those kind of issues. And I find that when you have co-hosted shows, the planning is where most of the shows fall apart, to be honest. Because if you're prepared and they're not, you get frustrated with them. Or if they're prepared and you're not, then you, they get frustrated with you. And it's like, why are we never prepared? Why are we never on the same page? That's because you need to have something, what I call pre-production time. Literally a pre-production meeting for one of your episodes. If you're going to go record for an hour and a half or two hours or something, I don't see why you couldn't take 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes to sit and literally just talk about the game plan for that episode. That's going to make your content a lot better. Talk about the topics, some of the key points, some research. You can share articles if you need to. That just makes your show flow a lot smoother. Then when you... when I, I listen to a lot of these shows. I told you I've been listening to shows. Most of the co-hosted shows, you can tell when the people have that cohesiveness and it's a game plan. And you can definitely tell when you when they don't. Like when it's just chaos, I can feel that as a listener and it makes me not want to listen to the show. There's like these long, crazy pauses or... It's a lot of shouting over each other or it just doesn't sound good. It's not the kind of content that makes me think, yeah, I want to tune into this and I want to know more about these hosts. I want to follow them on social. I want to connect with them. I'm really not interested. When your show sounds like chaos, I'm just not a fan of that. And I know for some people it's their thing. But for me, I can't even follow along with the topic you're talking about. If you bring up something and then your co-host says something, and they're like, yeah, but I don't know enough. And it's, you're, you're talking about this though. You sat down to have a whole podcast episode to talk about this stuff and you don't know enough. Planning is a huge part of this process. You want to make sure you're planning effectively. As far as planning your episodes, we do have the Pod Central Planner. It is completely free. So if you are ready to plan your episodes and be a pro podcaster, create your account with the link down below. Again, it's free. I just want you to become a better podcaster. Now, the third part of this process is to schedule your conversations. This works again if you're doing interviews or if you have a co-host. You want to schedule things and put them on a calendar. That is important because everybody, I think this is my personal opinion, everybody should live their life based on some kind of calendar. Most people do, whether it's school or work, whatever. But I think having a calendar that all your main things go on is just a way to make life way smoother for you. So if you have that approach, I think it'll work. Now, If you're doing interviews, it makes you more professional when you can send out a link and your guests can send in their headshot, their bio, any other episode details, some of their key points, their website, all of that stuff. They can put it into one form and schedule a time on your calendar. Makes you so much more professional. And what I love about it is it helps you avoid double booking yourself or completely forgetting. I'll be honest, I've forgotten about interviews before. Like when I first started podcasting, that happened to me a couple of times where I would just forget that it was supposed to be on my calendar. That's why now I literally will take my interviews, put them on my calendar and block out that time. And most people think professionalism is overrated today. I'm telling you, are a content creator It is not because the people you interview, you never know who they're connected with. That could be the person that gets you a bigger celebrity interview or that connects you with a sponsor. Like you literally don't know this until you have a conversation. A lot of that kind of stuff comes up in what I call the green room, which, you know, you're in the green room before you start recording, you record the content, and then you go back into the green room after. It's crazy how many opportunities and just business deals I have done over the years in the green room. I've had clients, I've had people come on my show as a guest. It was an amazing conversation. Next thing you know, they're a client paying me great money. Because that can happen, I think you should take the green room just as serious as recording. That's why having it on calendar is so important. Blocking off extra time. Like I always block off 15 minutes before and after my interviews because if the conversation goes over and we're talking business, I don't want to have to turn that off. I'm not messing that up. We're going to finish this or at least book another time to finish it. Scheduling interviews is important. And again, if you have that co-host, schedule a time so that you both are ready, you're prepared. I heard a show the other day. These guys were talking sports and one guy is like running the show because his co-host was driving and it's just come on man that's why you need to schedule even if you have a co-host you need to schedule times to record because if that person is driving like I get it we all can talk while we drive and stuff I get it I understand but it's just not gonna be great content I already know if you're driving and you're recording a podcast it does not sound great I already know that I know it you probably don't have a microphone set up or anything like that and You got the street noises and stuff. It sounds terrible. Like the one I listened to yesterday or a couple of days ago, it sounded horrible. I will never forget to listen to that podcast. It sounded so bad. Like, I'm not going to say their names. I will not embarrass anybody, but listen, you can't have content like that. So you want to set up a time where you, your co-host, and if you have a guest where everybody can be on the same page and be in that quiet place to record, be ready, prepared, locked in. That's how you make good content. Like everybody skips all of this stuff. Like I know I just went through the idea, validating that and planning episodes and scheduling to record and stuff. That's just the first three steps. Everybody skips this part and tries to focus on growing their show and getting thousands of followers or getting sponsored or whatever it is. If you don't have these systems, I don't care who you know that could get you sponsored. I don't care if you have so-and-so celebrity on your show. It won't work. I'm just telling you the God's honest truth after years of doing this. I see some people that come in the gate, I kid you not, and will spend $5,000 just to have three or four different high-level guests on the show. But they don't have the systems in place and they're not prepared for those conversations. So now the shit sucks. It just sucks. You can't overcome bad systems with content. It's just, it doesn't work because the content won't be good. Because I guarantee, if you don't have a great way to do pre-production for your show and to schedule interviews, I can almost guarantee you suck at editing or you're not spending money on editing. I know you don't. So I know your content isn't all that great. So I'm saying all that to say, man, if you really want to go to the next level in this podcast thing, you just got to take it serious. You have to commit to it. It's one of those things where if you're not all in, you won't get any results. Like some things you can be halfway in and you'll get decent results. With podcasting, if you're not all the way in, you're not getting no results, like none. You're not going to get just a little, no, you're not getting anything. So we have to really start to plan things more effectively and be committed and take it serious. Now, the fourth step in this process is post-production. And what I love is the AI tools we have now are absolutely insane. I have an amazing one in Pod Central, only because it gives you multiple options. So after you've recorded your content, you've done your editing and everything, you upload it on Pod Central, you hit save. And once you hit save, you immediately get so many options for your content. It's mind blowing. Different title options, keywords, chapters, obviously the show notes, like you get a lot, even highlights, you get a whole lot of information that makes it really easy for you to now make marketing content to post-produce the episode to have your show notes ready to go and everything, like all the extra stuff. I used to do this for hours. It would take me hours to do this for clients' content. Now it takes five minutes. In five minutes, you have all those details for your episode, and it goes a long way. Like on YouTube, when I post those keywords, it actually helps. Right. So I think having a post-production process is so important because it's going to cut down the time. Now, I will say you still want to go through and make changes and edits like, AI has not been good with names for me. A lot of my clients, their guests, they have some insane names. So when I go and use the AI tools, sometimes the names come out very wrong, like not even close. So that's something you want to look out for and definitely pay attention to. It's like having that process set up saves me so much time and effort. I don't really have to stress about post-production anymore. It just, it's taken off my plate. And that was at one point one of the hardest things about podcasting is having to post-produce stuff and go here and go there, and it was just too much. Now it's all on Pod Central. Now, the last step in this pro-podcasting process is marketing. I think every podcast should have a marketing plan, a specific plan you follow consistently for every episode. Like I'm a big proponent of having One social platform. And if you're going to have an email list, this is the way you use it. One email a week or two emails, whatever it is. Have your own process and show up that way consistently. Like for me, I post five pieces of content on Instagram to promote my episodes. I have my construction podcasting carousels that I do. I do video clips, Q&As from the episode. I do behind the scenes content if I have that. I even do trending topics that are tied to my episode. So I like to switch those up, but having that system has allowed me to, I take that content and I post it on Twitter and it actually does really well on there too. I'll do a thread for each episode where I'm just breaking down what it is it's talked about and why people need to listen to it and all that. I'm telling you, breaking it down and sharing this information, breaking down your marketing strategy like this is so much better than just, I'm going to post on this one. I'll post on that one. You have to have a plan. When I say plan, I a specific process of creating content that you share to inspire people to listen to your full episodes and eventually subscribe to your show. One of the best pieces of advice I got for this was making standalone content, meaning in this episode, I've gone through a five-step process. What's great is if I now take this five-step process and I put it all on Twitter, what most people will do is post step two or step three and say, hey, if you want the full thing, then go listen to the podcast. That doesn't really work that well. What works better is here's all five. Now, if you want a full breakdown and explanation of each step, then you go listen to the full episode. What that does is it builds a trust and it shows people you're not holding anything back. And I've reached a point in my career where I don't want to hold anything back. I don't really feel the need to. I believe that having this approach has made it easier for me to get more results than I want. So don't hold back with your content. Like when you are listening to your episode and you're like, I need to post a clip, don't not choose the best clip because you want people to hear it on the show. No, take the best clip you can find and then share that. Once you do that, I'm telling you, you start to just notice how people pick up on your content more, your engagement starts to go up. You realize, wow, this little strategy, is working. Whatever your marketing process is, you wanna have a step-by-step system you follow something that you could plug somebody else in it that they can do, right? Once you can put somebody else in and do, that's when you got something. You want to follow that every single week. Again, I would advise having five pieces of content going out every single day and then spending time, literally 30 minutes to an hour, engaging with people after you share said content. That is a great way to build attention, build a brand, all of that stuff. So there's a process. If you really care about taking your podcast to the next level, you got to start pro podcasting. And you'll hear me talk about this a lot more in the future. This is just something I'm really focused on after years of trying to help people with their marketing or monetizing. I've just learned that most people are not ready for that conversation. Like, you're just not. If you don't have an interview booking process, you're not ready to talk about monetizing your show. You're just not. If you don't have a clear marketing, like, if you don't have a clear marketing strategy, why are we talking about getting sponsors? Or getting thousands of downloads, none of that's even possible. We got to have the right foundation set up first, execute on that, and then we'll make, and then we'll make significant progress. Now, the first tool I have for you to really go to the next level is Pod PodCentral Pod Central is a place where you can plan your episodes. Again, that's free. We have the idea box. You can schedule your interviews with your guest or your co-host. You get the automated post-production all in one place. This will help you really manage the podcast on a day-to-day and make it a lot easier and save money because you can cancel Calendly, cancel Asana, Trout, and all that stuff. You don't need all the tools. You can work in one place and get the job done there. And another tool I have for you is the Pi Central Academy. Now, I wasn't going to open this until 2024, but I figured why not? This is an academy I'm setting up because I want my way to connect with you as a podcaster. What I care about is connecting with you, showing up with you. So part of this is you get monthly podcast audits from me. You get a personalized marketing plan as well. Every week I put out a new training or a workshop, one of those two. And I go live on Thursdays as well. Every Thursday evening, I go live at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm giving all of this away. I'm showing up here. I want to help you become a better pro podcaster. I know that's what has to happen before you become profitable. So Check all it out. It's linked down in the description down below. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Coach Chris, and I will see you next time.